yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. And is live again. It's Will's Take on Sports. I'm the host, Will Walker. Thank you for taking the time to join me this morning on the Spree Gap, 7 a.m. Monday morning. I know most of y'all are off. Y'all probably sitting around chilling and listening to this podcast. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Enjoy your family and friends. Christmas is two days away. I hope you got all that Christmas shopping out the way. You ain't doing no last-minute procrastination. You got it out the way, so you just home relaxing, enjoying this time off. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Unfortunately, yours truly got to go get up and earn a couple of nickels today. I ain't mad about it. Like the holiday, I like the time off, but hey, bills are due no matter what the situation. Podcast 1223, December 23rd. Have yourself a Merry Little Christmas is what the title of this podcast is. All right, going to recap what happened in the NFL in week 16. Dallas Cowboys, they're not done yet, so I I can't really sit here and gloat. They're not done yet. Um, The Eagles did take a major step into capturing the division. All they got to do, all they got to do is go beat Daniel Jones and the New York Giants in New York next week. Can't count that chicken. I cannot count that chicken because as simple as this, the Philadelphia Eagles lost on the road to the Miami Dolphins. So I can't get all giddy and start thinking I'm getting an extra Christmas bonus because I'm going to win that bet that the Dallas Cowboys won't make the playoffs. But that may not be the case. Although the Cowboys are now 7-8 in one game behind the Philadelphia Eagles after that loss yesterday. The Cowboys could still win a division if they win versus Washington. And if the Philadelphia Eagles lose. All that is predicated, although they would have the same record, all that is predicated that it's simple. The fact is that the Dallas Cowboys would have the better division record. Please don't let that happen. I need that extra Christmas bonus money. What happened to Seattle yesterday? Um, Injuries. And the fact that Arizona just played a better game. That's all it comes down to. Put up 27 points against uh, Seattle at the 12th man yesterday up in the great Northwest, Seattle, Washington. Even with Kyler Murray hurt, Arizona was still able to get that win on the road. That sucks. The Saints, one step closer to getting that first round by. They beat Tennessee. But Tennessee, despite the loss and and with Pittsburgh losing to the Jets. Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh, but it is what it is. But despite Tennessee losing and Pittsburgh losing, right about now, the Tennessee Titans have the edge for the last playoff spot in the American Football Conference. They're 10 of 12 playoff spots already determined. Uh, Still got some divisions that are out there. Um, the NFC East, of course, like I mentioned, between Dallas and Philadelphia. 
and the the NFC West is also, and that is big because I think the winner gets a bye or at least a home playoff game, and the loser will be in the wild card spot and possibly looking at playing um, the winner of the NFC East. So still a lot of things to play for on Week 17. I know a lot of fantasy football championships happened yesterday. Um, For my show, we'll take on Sports Fantasy Football League. We had our uh, championship game yesterday. I'm going to pull this up right quick and see who's actually um, winning. It's between uh, Gideon's Army and Mr. 305. Uh, That would be Zach Flournoy, and Gideon's Army would be Derek Wilson. So they're battling for who will claim Will's take on sports fantasy football league. While I'm pulling that up, let me also talk about some other things that happened in the NFL uh, some res- uh, some of the other results that um, have strong playoff uh, implications. Um, let's see. Baltimore still did what they think. That has no playoff implication. Baltimore just basically clinched a top spot in the AF- American Football Conference. Cleveland, they were eliminated. Any- they, they were eliminated weeks ago, but they are officially eliminated, uh, eliminated now. They're going bye-bye. Um, going to be really interesting to see what happens in their all season because they were supposed to be a really uh, a team that was supposed to at least contend and I don't think they are for a playoff spot at least and they just have uh, they haven't looked good that actor that they have playing quarterback from the press of commercials Mr. Baker Mayfield just has been awful this year he really has he has not been nowhere near um the guy that finished up uh, his rookie season uh, in 2018, he looked like he has taken a step back. And I don't know if that all that some are blaming it all on the coaching of Freddie Kitchens and things of that nature. Myself, nah, I don't, I'm not gonna put it all on the coach. Some of this stuff has to do with the players too. You know, some, they gotta take some accountability for the situation that's going on in the land and the. Uh, lack of production or a lack of uh, consistency by the players uh, should be taken to and taken into account, not everything on Freddie Kitchens. But in the world of professional sports, including the NCAA college football, um, the coaches, the coach becomes the, the scapegoat for a lot of these situations. Let me talk about something else that happened yesterday. The the bottom four teams that are all competing to be uh, at the top of the 2020 draft all played in overtime yesterday. The Dolphins played Cincinnati after blowing a lead late. Cincinnati got an onside kick and a Hail Mary late. That explains everything I need to know about the Miami Dolphins. Well, that that's their season anyway. And also the Giants and Washington played into overtime. So the bottom four teams all played into overtime yesterday. The Giants got away with a win on the road. At Washington and Miami was able to, despite blowing that late lead, get a late get a field goal in overtime. I'm gonna tell you one thing: if you had if Ryan Fitzpatrick was somebody's uh, championship quarterback in their fantasy league yesterday, they made they did real well. Threw uh, he threw for four touchdown passes yesterday. Um, Cincinnati is Cincinnati. The Dolphins are the Dolphins. That's all I can say about that. Okay, and let me quickly go over what happened on Saturday. Houston was able to get that W over Tampa Bay as Jameis Winston was in the gift-giving mood again. Um, 
sometimes you just say to yourself, what in the world is he looking at or what does he see out there? And I know he squints a lot when the players are coming in at the sideline. So maybe that's – I think he had, maybe he has vision problems. Or he could have had a Vinny Testaverde thing, colorblind. That was Vinny's excuse for all his interceptions when he was at Tampa. Tampa has a problem with the number one overall picks at quarterback. I'm just trying to say that seems to be their history. They won their only Super Bowl with Brad Johnson. Just trying to told you. All right, anyway, um, New England, of course, what else is new? Went on ahead and uh, clinched the AFC East crown. Nothing new. Same season, different season, same result. That's all it is in the AFC East. Uh, now the Patriots right now are basically a win away from getting their first round by, just like last season. Until somebody beats them, I'm not going to pick against the Patriots. I also picked them in the beginning of the year to go ahead and represent the American Football Conference in um, – the AFC from for the AFC and actually to get the back to back Super Bowl win that was my prediction at the beginning of the year so I'm not gonna back off of it I think that the, the Patriots I, I know the flaws I know what they look like I know they they're not all that great on offense and I know Tom Brady looks suspect at, at times and Bill Belichick's defense hasn't been as lights out at times but still they're 12 and three and possibly have a first round by enough said right there so and then they whoever they play if you know, in the in that divisional round, it's going to be a tough win in Foxborough. It always is. Tonight, the Minnesota Vikings are going to play against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Minnesota's going to be without uh, Dalvin Cook tonight. So the Packers got an opportunity to keep themselves uh, in the chance to get a first-round bye between themselves and San Francisco, who actually pulled out a, a unbelievable win over the Rams late 30-16 twice late in that ball game and the guy they acquired mr jalen ramsey who was supposed to be uh able to take down take away a half of the field and be able to help that team out he got burnt on that last third and 16 play for the the set up the game winning field goal so hey and he looked around looking like he was looking for help but anyway uh he was he was the victim he got toasted and San Francisco went on ahead and captured that win. San Francisco's defense has looked suspect at times over these last couple of weeks, but they still got the win, and that's all that matters uh, in this league. You know, there are no dominant teams. Um, the one thing that the NFL does have is competitive parity, if that makes sense. I know there are teams that are 12-3, and 13-2, you know, and things of that nature. But it seems like any given Sunday, any team could win. Um, and that, to me, is what the NFL wants. They want it, like, uh, out of nowhere. I didn't see San Francisco doing this. I don't think many people did see San Francisco being able to go 12-3 and three after the season they had last year. They, they, was able, they, they were so bad, they, were the, they, they captured the number two overall pick in the 2019 draft after that sorry 2018 season that they had. And now they are battling uh, for the best record in the National Football Conference. So that's the one thing that the NFL wanted. They wanted parity, a competitive parity, or competitive balance rather, and give, different, uh, give a team an opportunity to come out of nowhere and, and basically get a win. And – let me talk about the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. I think Mark Ingram is not – he's not healthy. Uh, he took a knock yesterday in that game at Cleveland. Lamar Jackson playing an outstanding season. I've seen this movie too. Um, 
based on his off. His, his, this team reminds me a lot of that uh, San Francisco 49ers team under uh, Colin Kaepernick with the running, uh, the run pass option, uh, strong running game, and just just enough passing to keep teams off balance. That's who they remind me of. Their defense is is solid. Uh, Marcus Peters is playing outstanding at corner. I mean, I don't even think he was this good with the Rams. Hence why they traded him. But anyway, he's playing real well for that team. And the the Ravens got 12 players on the Pro Bowl roster. Now, I don't care about the Pro Bowl. I, I really don't. Uh, to me, it's the worst all-star game out of all the sports. And, that's not, and I'm not saying anything that anybody probably that hasn't uh, been echoed before, but nobody cares about the Pro Bowl. But anyway, the Ravens got 12 guys on that on that Pro Bowl thing or whatever. So good for them, whatever. Anyway, let me turn my attention to uh, the NBA is getting ready to have their showcase day on Christmas Day. They got five games. I don't care about four of them. There's one game in particular that's going to pique my interest and should pique anybody's interest. It's the game between uh, the Los Angeles Clippers and the Los Angeles Lakers. Both of these teams are having tough times lately, though. The Lakers are coming off three. We'll be going to that game with three straight losses. The Clippers just lost. Um, they lost yesterday at Oklahoma City. Go figure. And then they lost to Houston uh, at home. So if both of these teams are kind of like struggling a little bit. We're now 20, almost 26, 27 uh, games into the season. They still both look clearly like they are the the two top teams in the in the NBA, but they're struggling right now. Both teams are hit like a rough patch. So I don't know. I'm not going to say this game is super important. It really it should be entertaining. It should be the matchup that I think almost everyone uh, who's a sports fan, and if you unless you live under a rock somewhere, you know that this is a big matchup. Uh, for Los Angeles. It was the same way on opening day, although it doesn't mean anything. It's the same thing with Christmas Day. It doesn't mean anything. It's not going to give us any indication who's going to win the NBA title. It's just going to be one of those games. It should be a good game. It should be competitive, and it should be a game that give us just good basketball, for crying out loud. You know what I'm saying? You got a team that got two of the best five players on it, and you got a team that's really just got two outstanding wing players, Two-way players um, surrounded by an overachieving bunch from the 2018-2019 season. That has seen the carryover as they added those two top um, all-star players. And the Lakers are a bunch of journeymen with two top five players. So we'll see which philosophy wins out. One of the things that I'm interested in, and he finally took a game off, is because he basically... Don't ask me if I'm all right. Hell no! What he said, dominate, and we not doing it. I put my heart in this dog. Let's go, man. Let's go, Let's go. Okay, that's not LeBron James. That was uh, Ed Reed, and it, with his halftime speech for the for my Miami Hurricanes throwing a game against between uh, Florida State and Miami back in two thousand and one. But anyway, LeBron James is is not doing well. I got a conspiracy to this whole doggone thing. All of a sudden, he's been dealing with nagging injuries that they reported. All of a sudden. Now, I'm not saying the man ain't injured or whatever. All I'm saying is all of a sudden, this has been reported that LeBron James has got injuries. He's been dealing with these injuries or whatever. He took yesterday off, hence why Denver went into L.A. and just, <laughs> just beat him down. 
No LeBron James, no playmakers on the floor. Andy Davis got to do it by himself. Hello, New Orleans Pelicans. That's what it is. No LeBron James with AD surround, around, surrounded by a bunch of journeymen. Hello, New, Ele New Orleans Pelicans. That's exactly what they look like. But anyway, moving forward to what's going to happen, what possibly could happen this week. I'm, not, I'm never going to pick an NBA regular season game because regular season games in the NBA are so, so small because these – the teams that are competing for championships, they're preparing for the championship run. So they may take a night off here and there. Every now and then you get a, you know, you get these type of matchups and you hope that the team will get up for it and 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 and, 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 anticipate, and have great anticipation of the game, just like the fans will. Whether you're a fan of the Clippers or the Lakers, just in, you know, just basketball fans, period, are looking forward to this matchup. But it's really interesting that all of a sudden. The report is Mr. LeBron James is hurt. No, 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 no. Look here, bro. I need you to play. I need, I know it's not going to mean anything. I know I know it doesn't mean anything about who's going to represent the Western Conference for the NBA Finals. I just want you and Kawhi to be on the court at the same time and go at it again. Let's see what happens. Because I think that you two should go at it. It should be you guard Kawhi. And Kawhi guards you. And I know the Clippers don't have any answer for Anthony Davis, but I want to see Anthony Davis play through the contact of Montrez Harrell. And then whoever they got to guard Paul George, whether it be Kuzma, Danny Green, whoever. Okay. All those all those are side stories. All those are side situations. It's LeBron versus Kawhi. I want to see it. That's all I'm saying. Give me some good basketball. Uh, Kawhi looks a little healthier now than he did. He looks to seem to have a little bit more spring in his step compared to about a couple of weeks ago where he really looked like he was laboring a little bit and he wasn't all that healthy. But he seems to be a little – he seems to look a little better. That's all I want to see is Mr. LeBron James go against Kawhi Leonard. Again, I don't pick NBA regular season games. I have a rooting interest because – as far as what LeBron LeBron James does as a player, I can care less. I don't want him to win anything. I don't. I don't know him personally, and it just has nothing to do with my me knowing him personally or anything about LeBron James the man. Although that commercial was real interesting, I know I'm rambling, but I know that commercial was. I thought that commercial was humble, but humble beginnings. Is it LeBron's James humble beginnings that he was referring to? Because I'm a little lost. I saw that commercial and was like. Humble beginnings. I guess this is all about LeBron James' humble, humble beginnings. And then he said, "There, there should be, there should not be any humble beginnings." I, I didn't get it. I mean, I'm kind of like this. I, I just need Nike to stay out of the political or the controversial ass. Just sell shoes. Give me a, give me some fun commercials like Bo knows, or be like Mike. Give me some of those fun commercials back. All this political stuff, Colin Kaepernick and all that foolishness. You got, and then this LeBron James home. My man bunked that. Give me the fun commercials back because I'm not feeling these. These commercials are just not for your boy. Just saying. Something else that's not for me. Uh, I'm going to transition over to the world's game of football and what happened. Super The Super Copa Italia happened. Uh, Lazio was able to get that win over Juventus. Juventus is the Ebola. Uh, Eguing and um, Cristiano Ronaldo. Outstanding front three. 
don't do much defensively, but they're an outstanding front three. They're great. They're all good, good to great finishers in their own right. But what I think of Juventus, when I think of Juventus, I think of a defensive-minded team that's great on a counterattack. Lazio yesterday in that Supercopa final just absolutely just exposed everything that really Juventus is struggling with this season is that they're not a solid defensive team, even in their back, even in their back four. They struggle, and Lazio just took advantage of it. That is a scrappy bunch, that team. That is an extremely scrappy team. They, they, I mean, Immobile is just, that dude is quick as a hiccup. That's a very, that's a quick dude um, with that football. He And his dribbling skills is unreal. I mean, very good. Uh, of course, my team, Manchester City, was able to show Leicester City that, look, when we're healthy and we're on our game, we're unbeatable. Point blank, period. And Kevin De Bruyne, Lord, his he reminds me of, of Prilo, uh, in regards to his his touch on the on the passes, and then he's got the dribbling skills. He ain't the fastest dude in the world, but his crosses in the box, he just he just sets up just these little just knock ins basically for uh, whoever the uh, center forward is going to be for Man City, whether it be. Uh, Jesus, or whether it is uh, um, uh, Aguero, he, De Bruyne is the player that Manchester City just cannot afford to lose because of his ability to get the ball in the box, his crosses, his uh, from the corner set pieces, and then his finishing and his passing. Again, he's not the fastest player in the world, but he definitely has that knock that you see from guys who just understand how to play a game. Uh, a la Steve Largent. Steve Largent was not the fastest wide receiver, but he understood how to get open. He understood route running. Um, when you look at Larry Bird, Larry Bird wasn't the fastest guy. He didn't jump as high. He was an outstanding shooter, but he understood still how to get to the basket, how to position rebound and things of that nature. Wasn't the greatest defender, but he got his hands on balls and he got steals. That's a lot like Kevin De Bruyne is uh, for my Man City side. In a game in the London Derby yesterday between um, Tottenham and Chelsea, there was monkey sounds directed towards a black player that was on the pitch. The game got stopped. There was an announcement made by the Tottenham because uh, Tottenham was the home team in regards to the the fan could possibly be ejected for uh, insensitive gesture because uh, – I don't know if that player actually heard him, but he made the motion that it was monkey sounds or a monkey gesture that he heard. Um, one of the things I saw uh, 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 the post-match telecast or the post-match analysis was they should have stopped the game and the way to, you know, to really show, uh, put a light on this um, racism is to get off the pitch. And I totally agree. Just, hey, play the game. Play the game. I, I know it, it exists. It happened in the Manchester Derby uh, between Man City and Man United. There was an incident in regards to where there was debris thrown at a particular player um, as he was trying to take a corner kick. I mean, racism is is going. It still exists. And, and you you because you got a couple of idiots who still you know have that issue. 
but it doesn't speak for entire fan bases. I don't take anything uh, what happened yesterday as a total indictment on the Tottenham fan base or anything that happened uh, in the Manchester Derby as a total indictment on Man City's fan base. It's just a couple of pocket idiots that do these things. And unfortunately, you know, it's directed at players because they're the color of their skin. But getting off the pitch, you know, to bring light to it, as um, I heard them say in the post-match analysis, I don't agree with that. Play the game. You know, it's, don't give the idiot the satisfaction that they that their actions stopped progress or stopped the game. Keep playing. Play through it. Get that said idiot out the stadium. Get him gone. Or, or if it's more than one, get them out the stadium. Remove them. And turning to the States, there's a situation they have with Isaiah Thomas where uh, the Washington Wizards, he, there was uh, uh, the Washington Wizards versus the Philadelphia 76ers. The Wizards uh, guard, Isaiah Thomas, um, said he was shooting. This is his words. He said he was shooting a free throw. And two fans shot birdies at him. And then they made uh, vulgar comments in his direction. And then he went up in the stands and wanted to know, you know, don't dis. He said he didn't want to be disrespected as a man and all that stuff. Nobody does. Nobody wants to be disrespected as a man. Nobody does. Nobody wants to have obscene gestures uh, directed at them. So with that, I'm going to be sympathetic with that. But going in the stands, no, I don't agree with that. That I don't agree with. And it's appropriate that he got a two-game suspension. Yes, it was obscene gestures. Yes, they said things that was inappropriate. But going up in the stands, to me, is no justification for it. So you're going to lose money from your pocket to go up there and address two idiots? And then said idiots were removed out of the stadium after the security came in, and he addressed them and let them know what was said and all this type of stuff. And the fans that was around the situation corroborated his story. Okay, they're gone. But you're going to go up in the stands and lose two games? I don't get it. I don't agree with that. I'm I'm all for not being disrespected as a man. Having, you know, don't, don't, you know, don't talk to me any kind of way and all that type of stuff. But confrontation is just not not the way to do it. Especially if it's gonna it call it's gonna cost him a two game check. And those guys probably don't even make what he's gonna lose in two games in an entire year's salary. So to me, I just do not agree with doing that. I just don't. I, I don't understand that logic. I, I can't because I was, I made this illustration before. As when I was in high school, and we went to a school, um, we were a predominantly black team, and we went to a, a predominantly white high school. My coach was like, look, I don't care what these people say. I know it may be vulgar, and I know it may be offensive, but you do not react. And you're trying to tell me we had to have that type of restraint as high schoolers, and these professional athletes can't have that type of restraint? No, I don't agree with that. I just don't. This is a rabbit ear society. I get it. I understand it. And I always believe this. I think a sign of disrespect is somebody putting their hands on you. People going to say what they want to say. There's nothing you can do about that. You know, and no fans don't have the right to act like a complete idiot. But 
it justifying it by going and acknowledging that fan and going into the stands and losing game checks. Something I don't understand. I just I can't I can't comprehend that thought. That's crazy to me. And to me, again, it's not a sign of disrespect if somebody don't put their hands on you. Oh, I'm sorry. You people are gonna say what they want to say. They talked about Jesus and he was perfect. That was my grandma's favorite line. All right. <laughs> anyway, let me wrap this up. Let me go. Quick 30 minutes. That's what it is. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to me this morning. If you missed any of this show, listen to it on the podcast. Uh, listen to it where podcasts are available. Um, any of them. Tune in. Uh, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play Podcast for Android, Android users, iHeartRadio, Spotify, AnchorFM.com. Of course, and you can still hear the podcast in, on demand here on the Spreaker app also. Also, check me out on Facebook. Just type in Will's Take on Sports on the Facebook page. Search and just like the page. Also, on Instagram and Twitter, you can follow me, WWS underscore sports show. Thank you guys so much. Enjoy your holiday break. Enjoy your time off. Be safe. Be smart. Don't eat too much. Enjoy the games that's coming up. And I'll holler at you again the day after Christmas. Listen, say a prayer for somebody because prayer changes things. I holler. Be safe. <laughs>